audio only is up. Congratulations on listening to the audio only version of The Read Pile, where you get such behind the scenes imagery as The Read Pile. Yeah, no, that, that works. I did that right. That's good, right? Okie dokie. Where's the power cord for the computer? Is that it? Alright, that's good, that's good. That's good. Where's the camera? Camera. 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 That's good. Ugh. Turn it to video. I gotta delete the old videos off this thing. We don't need them. It just serves as a backup, you know? In case the Wi-Fi goes down or some shit. YouTube is up! And now it is time to go live! And we are live! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hi! I am the Sussman, Rick Sussman, joined as always by the original angry nerd girl herself, Elle Lestrange. Elle, happy Pride to you. Yes. It is Pride Month here at the Reed Pile. We will be busting out all of our rainbow-colored uh, spectaculars, but uh, we are also two um, senior queer people uh, for our generation, I suppose, who never really uh, found out about our... Uh, other sides until much later. Well, no, I guess you were you were sort of aware of it a lot earlier than I was. So. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was. But uh, yes, uh, I was uh, very, I was very. Uh, my heart sang earlier this week when a couple of my friends uh, reached out and wished me a happy Pride. And it's still taking me a while to understand that I am also part of Pride. Um, but it, it, the more I learn about pansexuality, the more I'm like, yeah, no, that's that's absolutely me. Because I always was a kid, I was like. I don't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm into girls, super into girls, but I was into like anyone who was just paying attention to me, and then I didn't really care what they looked like, and I just wanted to be with people. Anyway, it made more sense. We had a tremendous nerd week in terms of news. Oh, and? Also, it was terrible. Just terrible. Everything is, everything is awful, but we start with some good stuff. Okay. So, that Obi-Wan show is pretty fucking good, huh? I love it. Yeah. And I will say, I don't remember the guy's name that plays. Ewan McGregor? Thank you. All right. I'm sorry. I just know him as, you know, that guy. That guy Ewan McGregor is not a that guy. He's not a that guy. I'm just saying, or person is like, hey, he's that guy that, yeah. It's not, it's not quite the same. It's a little different. <laughs> There's two different kind of that guys. So did you know that the Vader, I believe Vader, like, himself is actually Hayden Christensen, like, dressed back up in the Vader costume? It's it's pretty awesome to see that. And I'm not even, like, a huge Star Wars fan. I will watch anything Star Wars, yes. but I'm not to the level, level of nerdum that most people I know of are. Of Star Wars. Yes. Yes. Of Star Wars in particular. I, I, yes. If you, if you could show off your comm badge for just a yes. moment. Yes. Much more of a Trekkie, for sure. Um, but... Uh, I gotta tell you, that, see, that showdown, uh, so mild spoilers, um, if you're not watching the show, Darth Vader is quite a big part of the show, mm -hmm. um, uh, and 
I, for some reason, I heard, even though it was James Earl Jones recasting or redoing his voice for uh, Darth Vader, he sounded more like how I remember Hayden Christensen sounding in the prequel, where he was, you know, he had this high-pitched sort of nasally whiny voice. You're like, why is Anakin such a badass? But he's like, oh, I hate sand. It somehow works so much better now. Now that we you know we went back, we watched all the movies, and now when I see his movements, like there was a, a person on on social media who was talking about how Darth Vader isn't Anakin Skywalker. Darth Vader is death and revenge made real, and I was just like, yeah, because every time he walks anywhere, like people don't just cower; they know that if they if they fart, they're gonna die. And yeah, you do not want to get his attention. No, no, he is he is literally the embodiment of death. And, you know, when they do the, the lighting just right and his mask just shines like a skull face, like, it's one of the most terrifying costumes in cinematic history. When he, yeah. when he ignites the red saber and you jumped off the couch, that was amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it never happened. It didn't. It, no. you, you didn't look over at me like, okay, yeah, that got me. Okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a show that you and I were not terribly excited about. We were like, oh, cool, another Star Wars movie. You know, TV show that sounds fun, right? Mm-hmm. And then we watched episode one, and we found out it was going to be a lot more Leia centric than you and I figured it would be, which was kind of cool. I didn't know what to expect. Sure, coming from me, I did not know what to expect because I knew that they could have gone anywhere with the story. Absolutely, because it's kind of like this is what he's been up to, you know, during this whole time. Yeah, you know, this this portion of time you want to know, you know, what what he's been doing. It's probably been asked somewhere in. The, the nerd world of yes. Star Trek, you know? Not Star. Star Wars, S- sorry. <laughs> sorry. Minus four. Minus four, right off Shit. the bat. Sorry. Anyway, so, <laughs> you know, in that whole nerdum, I'm sure that question's been asked about his character and other characters, too, and so they're finding ways to just basically include everybody in this. There is there is a little bit of retconning that's going on, just a little bit. Like, you get to learn why Leia knew who Obi-Wan even was, because why, why, why Obi-Wan was their only hope, things I will, like that. I will say this, and I've already mentioned this to you when we were watching it, I... It's the downfall, too, because you know all these characters are going to be okay. Yeah, exactly, at, yeah. At least some point. Right. Like, you already know the end game. Yeah. For a lot of these characters. <laughs> Not really a lot of concern. So Do you think like, Tiny Leia's going to make it? <laughs> is she going to make it? Yeah, I think she is. I think she'll find. She'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> what did you but, just knock down? But what did you, hang on, she took a sticker time, down. She's going to eat it. I have to I have to save a sticker real quick. Don't eat the sticker, I'm you dumb cat. It. <laughs> God. But. At the same time. Yes, it. it it doesn't take away from how good the story is. I still find myself worrying for each of these characters because they could still get hurt. Maimed. Yes, they could still lose others around them. No. And so, yeah, you don't know, you still don't know what's going to happen. Right, and we were introduced to a bunch of new characters, too. Um, people like the Inquisitors, who I'd never heard of before, but apparently were a thing. Uh, and they'd go after Jedi and try and track them down. And I didn't know that we didn't know about this yet. I had no idea. Or at least you, di- you didn't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not that into Star Wars lore. I mean, I probably did know about the Inquisitors, but it never it, it didn't stick. Unless they're brand new. Now, um, one of the main characters, I should have wrote Moses, Moses Ingram, I think is her name. Damn it, I should have wrote it down before I started the live. I'm sorry. She is third sister. 
um, and her character is very dark side heavy, uh, and she is very uh, akin, if you've been watching uh, the new trilogy, to Ben, uh, uh, Ben Kenobi, uh, Ben, what was his name, Ben Han, Ben Solo, that was the name, Ben Solo, I forgot, Han's son, where you can sort of see in every scene, she is being torn apart with her emotions, which is very cool dark side stuff. We don't really get to see that a lot with Vader because Vader wears a mask. But when you're dark side, you are you are constantly like playing the video games. I know this. Your your skin is like falling off, and you're 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 just becoming less and less human. Just like constant torture. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right. Because you have to fill yourself with such anger and such hate, and hate, of course, you know, ages you and it makes you. She's so fucking badass. Her double ass lightsaber looks cool as hell. Everything about this character looks great. Oh, I guess not everything. And thus leads us to, Star Wars fans kind of fucking suck, man. They do. So this uh, poor woman has been getting death threats, much like every other uh, person of color in the recent history of Star Wars, or just having the great misfortune of being female, as Daisy Ridley is. But it's sort of like people this... So everyone this week, even you and McGregor, had to come out and be like, you guys are fucking assholes. Like, Moses is great. She's amazing. And y'all need to give her her goddamn flowers. And through, was it three episodes of the show, or did we watch four episodes? I feel like it's only been three. Yeah. Every maybe, scene. Maybe four. Maybe because they're just blowing through them. Every, every <laughs> scene that she's in, I get the same, like, like ooh, that I get whenever Vader's she around. She steals she's, the scene. She is such a powerful character. Yeah. Her, her character design, the way that her hair, you know, she has her hair pinned straight back and that long sort of, like, braided mohawk kind of thing it looks so fucking cool yeah. and she she just can you please tell your daughter to start to stop tearing down my stickers oh and she knocked over hot ivy as well why are you doing this cat we have cats they get in the way a lot why did you why why is your daughter doing this stuff lauren steals the show in every scene that she's in. Yeah. Um, she's really great. Uh, apparently she's a fantastic actress from what we're hearing from her set mates. But of course, we can't have nice things because, oh, she can't be, uh, uh, she can't be a woman of color and be a bad at Why not? It's, they're, they're literally fish people. Well, like, like Admiral Akbar is a fish person. The comments that people are making, I just, I can't. Are you surprised under, though? I'm not surprised after you, after you hear it, but I can't understand it. I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's just stupid. The only thing that I, makes I sense is just, like just pure racist garbage because the character is new to me, probably new to the universe, looks like a magnificent badass. All those inquisitors look cool as hell. this was a character that people already knew. Like, in in order series. to have this level of opinion about it? N well, that, not, I guess... Yeah, but no, I mean, like, as soon as I started watching it, I thought this was, like, a big character that maybe I just didn't know. Because she had such a presence about her. Because, yes, the moment she walked on the, like, onto the screen, like, you just know, like, you gotta watch out. Oh, they, whoever she is, uh, yeah. she gonna kill a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. And even, like, when that one character was like, oh, yeah, I already let him know. You know, not yeah. ruining it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, exactly, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. And she's like, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. I'm still going to win. Yeah. <laughs> like, the amount of the amount of hate and confidence 
and anger and like pure like you you're not you, you, you don't got shit on that. me. You, you don't got it. shit on me. You can have this one. It's she's so cool. I I feel like and this is a little mild spoiler. We're not gonna get too into it, but maybe. We end up maybe we're gonna see her turn to the light side before the end of the series. Like maybe. you saw her reach out and touch that image, right? Maybe you, there's more to her character. All of our Who favorite, knows? all of our favorite major dark side players: Anakin, Ben Solo, not the Emperor, of course, but all of our favorite major players have ended up either coming to the light side or feeling the pull of the light, and eventually not being so awful. Like. The redemption of Anakin Skywalker from Darth Vader, of course, as everyone knows, he throws the Emperor into a giant vat, which apparently didn't kill him, but whatever. Uh, neither here nor there. Uh, ben Solo, you know, uh, uh, Kylo Ren. God, that took forever. Sorry. The little guy in my head had to scroll through all of the names in Star Wars lore, and I was like, okay, it's Revan? No, Revan is not. No, that's not Revan. That was a different... Kylo Ren. There we go. He eventually turns as well. I think I think she can turn. I think there's good in her. I want there to be. I want her to turn. I'm yeah. so invested in this character after three fucking episodes. It's kind of dumb. I I think just this show overall is just it's. It doesn't kind of piss you off like, how good it is. It, yeah, I to me I feel every time I watch another Disney Star, Plus show. Yeah, another yeah. Star Wars one of these like series that they have out and everything. I just. I don't understand why my level of like knowledge of Star Wars hasn't built more. Like, why am I not wanting? You're to you're joining them as I just the, have yeah, it's I've got a lot on my plate, man. <laughs> like, even though our our, our repiles this week, short this very week. tiny, so we're filling. We're we're doing a lot of filler. If you, you want to look more on not maybe just week to week, but maybe look at a monthly basis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many comics are reading? I don't think that has anything to do with anything, but that's neither here nor there. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, the, my, my nerd is stretched it's, out, it's you okay. know? There's okay. a lot to focus on. The Mandalorian's getting his own comic book soon. I'm probably going to read it. I kind of want more I want more Mandalorian stories. There's also been a funny meme going around the internet before we get to our last story. Um, like, you take the Mandalorian, but you set it in a different universe. Okay. So, it's the Mandalorian, but set in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So, the Triangalorian. Okay, so the whole idea is just wrapped around that one particular... Yeah, that's the joke. Yeah, okay. So, like, it's the Mandalorian, but set in the worst state in the Union, the Floor DeLorean. There's two. <laughs> you got another one? You got another one? I thought that was... That was, that was, that was, that was, that was that you got one? No, I don't <laughs> have any. No, you win. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the easiest one is, it's the Mandalorian, but set with a bunch of nerd, uh, comic book nerds, so it's the Nerd DeLorean... Every time 
uh, a person comes up to her at a convention and says, thank you so much for being so, you know, amazing. You are who I aspire to be. One of my good friends, who I know watches the show and, and I follow his Instagram and things like that, he when, he, when I was working at the comic book shop, he wasn't very um, open about his sexuality, but he would always wear his Wonder Woman chucks, and that's how I knew. And eventually we became friends outside of somebody who just bought comic books from me, and I found out that he had a partner and all this other stuff. Wonderful man. I, I, I love him to death. But... It speaks volumes. You know, the Wonder Woman signal for a long time was an icon in the queer community, right? For a long time. A long time. For a long time. Like, like at least 20 years. Yeah. And I know this because uh, in my fraternity, when I was a freshman, one of my fraternity brothers, who was openly gay, he dressed up as Wonder Woman for Halloween one year. And everyone was supposed to be like, oh my God. But I kind of thought it was cool because I was a big nerd then, too. At any rate, apparently some women, a person specifically, her name also happens to be Amber, bad week for people named Amber, um, did not know this and tweeted at Linda Carter, how could you do this to my childhood? How could... And Linda Carter, in the immortal words of The Undertaker, made her ass famous. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it got bad. <laughs> it got real real bad. I think Variety picked up the the story. I know it got all over the nerd world. But man, let it be a lesson. Don't tweet about shit that you don't know about because what if you tweet at some big checkmarked person and they decide to make your ass famous? I loved I loved Linda Carter being unabashedly fuck you, <laughs> like mm, bitch no. <laughs> so big ups to Linda Carter, your favoriteest person in the world I know. I have not too long ago mm-hmm. I rewatched the entire series. Yes, yes, yes. sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was the thing I did. That was the thing I did. Probably there were probably parts of that series that were not as good. As Wonder Woman movie, but probably no, a lot but of it. It's still classic. It I was, is, well, hang on, hang on, because uh-huh. uh, I'm pretty sure there are parts of that series that were much better than Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> God, that movie was just bad. And we watched it. We were so excited to watch it. It was the first movie to watch during COVID, I and know. we were over the moon. And is she raping that guy? She's raping that guy. I, oh God. Oh no. No, 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 no. You have to look past it. The past the rape. You, you, look... you don't understand the situation. <laughs> <laughs> You've never been in that situation. Where, where my dead boyfriend inhabited a human being's body? Right. No, I guess I haven't. That is, you know, I'm not an Amazonian princess. Those things don't happen to me. Such a bad movie. God. How do you blow Maxwell Lord and the Wishmaster at the exact same time and ruin both of them? At least Pedro Pascal was great. But Pedro Pascal was great. Yeah. Pedro Pascal. All right, Elle. Is there anything else you wanted to add to the Linda Carter story? No, yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. Don't, don't be dumb. <laughs> Elle, we have little bitty read piles this week. Yes. Itty bitties. I have three. I, have, I think I only have four. So not exactly. Ju- now, in my defense, uh-huh. two, two or three, two of my four are like... Five ninety nine, like almost graphic novel size comics. Oh, okay. So you're trying to say technically my read pile? My read pile was like eight books this week, like seriously it was for sure. 
The value was. <laughs> For us, Elder. Oh, is this is this, an is this in order? This is in order. In order. In order. In so order. You, we do have a pick of the week. Yes. And it's at the end. It's at the end. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Starting with El the Strange, and this is issue three. I've been waiting so long to make that joke. I'm gonna make it every month. <laughs> so how is Strange issue three? This, of course, the continuing saga of Lady Strange. Even though we've had our Doctor Strange movie, and I was wrong. Okay, so, first of all, so, the Rose, which is a character I'm not really familiar with, but... You're getting into parts of Marvel, I don't know anything I'm, about. I'm learning about this character, yeah. and uh, other characters are associated with the world around Strange. And also, and then also, it's not just going to be that, it's going to be people in Clea's life, too. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm, you're, mm -hmm. you have all of this coming together. So... Basically, this character uh, set her up against uh, the blasphemy cartel that she was trying to find. Gotcha. Uh, short story. Um, well, let's see. Don't fuck with her. <laughs> we'll get. It, it, it just. It was freaking amazing. Yeah. To give you an idea, there was the sands of uh, Nisanti. If I'm saying it right. I, I'm I, I sure. Don't, I'm, I'm not sure, um, but. Basically, it gets rid of uh, any magic for three minutes. You would think that she would be completely screwed, right? Right. Uh, you realize that she has lots of other magic. <laughs> it doesn't have to be earthbound magic. Uh, oh, because she's from another planet. <laughs> she is not just, she has, you know, powers, you know, connected to be yeah. a source of scream. Uh, she also like can tap in from the different parts of the multiverse. Right? Yeah. Oh. So she, it's like That's cool. she just looks at them and says, basically, it's like, "What are you doing here?" Nice try. Looks a little scary. Yeah. But it's not. <laughs> have, it's only scary for you. <laughs> I wonder, have we read anything for, else from Jed McKay? I don't think we have. I don't know, but you're enjoying this quite a bit, I assume. I really am. Uh, we are finding more out about the cartel and in. And the more questions are being raised than answered at mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. point, uh, or you know, basically showing that there's a lot more that's going on than we really what she realizes. Right. Uh, so um, this is basically going to get bigger before it, anything gets solved. I like it. Uh, very excited about it. Um, I am also very happy that uh, spoiler. Uh, we are going to meet her mommy. Oh. She's coming to visit. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'd also like to mention we did make sure to tag the artist, uh, Marcelo, in this. I love the art of this book. It, it there, there. Every now and again we come across a book where the art really matches the, 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 the tone. Uh -huh. Like the last book that we really harped on this, that I did anyway, was Seven Secrets, where I felt that Seven Secrets art really matched up well with the tone of the book. I'm not reading Strange, but I am getting reviews on it from you. Yeah. And I flipped through it as you're talking about it, and the art just feels so in tune. Like, it's got this, like, it's very heavy lines. It's a lot of dark, a lot of evil. Yeah. And, and we, vibrant as well. And then there's moments where it's not all action and fighting and everything. It's just them in the kitchen. Yeah. Talking. It seems, it seems and, uh, very real. And it, it does. It, you come back to Earth, <laughs> and you... Are just seeing, you know, 
No, I really that play out. So yeah, I really it, love that idea. I am finding out so much about just this this part of Marvel mm -hmm. uh, and the idea of maybe finding more interest in Doctor Strange. Period. Uh, obviously, I was very interested in the death of Doctor Strange, uh, but that led us here. <laughs> and you know, I I was a little unsure if you go back and remember about this. I wasn't sure if I was going to like her in her position, and it just it w she was a character I did not know. Yeah. And I basically just fallen in love with her. Now, interesting side note. Uh, you mentioned, you know, Doctor Strange. That's, we have not seen the movie because we don't go to the theater because it's one less place where you can get shot. Also, Elle and I have a couple of uh, chronic illnesses, or, or ailments rather, and we can't really sit still for two to three hours, mm -hmm. unfortunate. We got an announcement this week, I meant to mention this. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will be on Disney Plus on June 22nd. Oh, cool. So okay. we don't have to wait 180 days or whatever it was with Spider-Man. And I really appreciate that. Again, I don't understand. It's got to be written in contracts somewhere. But I don't understand why after the first week in theater, they don't do the thing like they did with uh, Black Widow, where they just, you could buy it online early. Like, it, I, I understand I mean, there's even, contracts and contracts and even contracts. Even if it was something to the extent of, let's say, the first week, theaters only. Right. Uh, because... They need to know those sales. That's how they compare themselves to everybody else. Blah, blah, blah. For sure. And so you have that. And then after that, then maybe uh, a deal for like the first month even. Yeah. Could be maybe a higher price if you're really worried about that. We and then after that, it goes down. We paid $20 to either rent or buy. I can't even remember anymore. I don't care. We paid 20 or, 20 or $30. Now I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Yeah. To sit on our couches and watch Black Widow. And we did, and I was I I loved it. I love I, I the movie was okay, but I loved the idea of giving here here's my money. I want to give you my money. Yeah. Please let me watch this movie. Yeah. I would be very grateful if you did. And we have these plus programs and all this streaming shit. And I gotta I gotta have this plus, and I gotta Paramount Plus, and I gotta have Wow Presents now, and I gotta have all these different things. You can't figure out a way to get these movies to us earlier. I'm eternally grateful that the Batman was only a 45-day wait. Mm -hmm. It looks like Strange is going to be roughly the same time period. I'm ex I'm exuberant about that fact, that it's not so long. But, man, how long did we have to wait to watch that damn Spider-Man movie? It was like four months, right? I lost track. I, yeah. I, I, I purposely was not even keeping track, because I always know it's going to be long, and I don't want to... Anxiety, or I, I, it's, I mean, you don't get it. Sucks for me because I have so many. Mean. I have so many friends yeah. who don't have uh, chronic illness and things like that. So they get to go to the theater and they're not worried about things. They watch the movie the day it comes out. I remember going to you know movies on the day they came out. It's fun, but on the same token, like I physically can't do that anymore. I just can't. I've never really liked going to the movies. Like, I know. It, it, and I know. I know. Anyway, I thought you'd be happy to know. June twenty second. Next up on your read pod. This is Jim Henson's Storytellers. This is the... Which one is this? Shapeshifters. And this is 404? 404. All right, so this is the last of the Shapeshifters. Of course, as we know, the Jim Henson books are just lots of little mini-series. Yeah, uh, there was a TV series. Long, I don't know, I can't remember. It's older. Okay. Um, of the Storyteller. Yeah. And they have, it's like animated play... Claymation? Stop motion? Yeah, I think there's like a mixture of things. I can't really remember. Um, 
But it is actually up if you want to watch it, I guess. I think oh. the platform is Netflix. I can't remember. I, I don't know. You have to go so look. many. I have, <laughs> I, have, I have one tiny piece of information and nothing else. Everything else is a guess. My mother just say, thank you, Roku, for being a smart TV. And all i got to do is search, just, just search for search and, and it tells me and you everywhere. Tell me yeah, everywhere. where can I find this piece of garbage that I want to watch? Out of the 50 platforms i got on here. <laughs> oh, i got to download Shutter Plus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what was that other one? Like, like... Like horror, gore fest or something. We, we always get. Uh, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't even something like. It was. It was another horror one. But it wasn't. It was, it was something I'd never heard of. Like at least you heard of Shutter yeah, before. Yeah, that's right? why I can't remember it. It was, was like gore fest or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we watched the pit on it. I'm anyway, sure we'll find it again. We're always searching for horrible. <laughs> gotta gotta be the worst horror. horror movie. Oh, can't wait to watch Chopping Mall. That's on the agenda. What do you got for storyteller? All right, so. Uh, just to recap, you know, these are a uh, series, uh, basically, uh, Storyteller has come out, uh, this one is a four-parter right here, um, with the overall story of Shapeshifters. Are they but interconnected? But within that, uh, each story is different. Okay. It's just, yeah, it's like an anthology, okay. essentially, so, um, just the category is shapeshifters. Yeah, so I don't remember, <laughs> and I even I always say this every time, and I never look it up. I don't remember what the last one was, but I remember I did read it. But it had, it's been years. I think we were in the townhouse. When oh, I, you mean you mean of the yeah, gym? Of the, no, I was like, no, the last the last like, But I don't I don't remember what the, I, the I, stories were right. for them uh, for that set. But this one in particular, the story uh, ends with one where a girl named. Ruthie. She's a young girl in Belize uh, and unfortunately catches the eye of this, uh, I don't know how to say it, it's like Sufiant, uh, uh, but it is a witch that sheds her skin uh, at night and then goes and drinks the blood of others, of, of their victims. So it's at night and, and everything. So it, it, it basically it, it, it is part of like a, it's a Caribbean uh, folklore. Oh, okay. So uh, sort of like the Chupacabra in like South America. Yeah. So gotcha. that's where the story is coming from, and you learn about how Ruth uh, Ruthie sorry is trying to save her mother uh, from this witch, and so it's very strong. You see how this girl is just ready to you know she's so scared she's so scared, mm -hmm. uh, but she stands up to save her mom. Uh, and it's just another beautiful story. And all these little stories that you get from the storyteller, um, there's not a single bad one. Like, yeah. they're, they're all just good. You really enjoy it. I don't know if they've ever been to your pick of the week, but I know you always are very happy to see them. I'm always happy mm -hmm. to read them. And no, unfortunately, I don't think they tend to make my pick of the week. But that doesn't necessarily it doesn't mean it's a mean bad thing. Yeah, yeah. It's consistently good. Right. So. You you very much enjoy it, and if it was the only book you were reading that week, you would have no problems with it. You'd be excited that it was there. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what the next volume of Storytellers is. They're always interesting. Oh, yeah. But... Not your pick of the week, because you have a pick of the week in my goddamn book, but it serves me right. Anyway... I, I looked up this book... This is twice now. This is, and, 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 Eight Billion Genies was supposed to be mine. This was supposed to be mine. It's James Tinian's The Closet from Image Comics. So, um, Tom is miserable. 
Tom is the main character. It is, yep. I was Thomas. just, I thought you were talking about my friend Tom. I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's Tom. It's T H O M. Yeah, that's Tom. Yeah. Well, Tom. So, uh, he's miserable. His wife thinks that everything he does is wrong. Uh, he's just a complete fuck up. Uh, he can't get the right tape because they're moving. <laughs> he gets the wrong tape. Um, so, he says the wrong things to his kid, uh, and now you know she's the guilty party, of, and you know as far as parenthood goes. Right. Uh, but it, it, it's just it's a just looks horrible. He feels the back of his eye. He's like they're even moving so they can start new. Uh, this is how bad things are between the the, the two parents. Right. And they have a small child uh, that is experiencing uh, what. They think they're just nightmares. Yeah, night terrors. Of a a ghost or a monster in a closet. Yeah. Turns out you're actually seeing this creature uh, and then realize that it's not going to stay behind. Uh, Oh. But to me, I feel like uh, there's much more to it. I feel like this could be more of a psychological thing. Right. Like maybe... The child hearing his parents fighting all the time, they're not happy, they and everything, and then that's when this creature manifests. So it, could so it be doesn't matter that there's no closet. Could, to me, I yeah. feel like that that's that could be what it is. You know, that's what this could be in the end, more like deep like that. At the same time, it could be completely sci-fi yeah. and horror, and it could and, just be a monster. Yeah, or it could combine the two and his his grief and his, his sadness from hearing his parents fight and not being happy and not having a happy family has manifested into this sci-fi horror creature <laughs> and has made it real. Why do I feel such connection here? So, it, there's this, ah, uh, it, it just, it's, I, it, it's driving me nuts and I think there's only like three issues. Yeah, it's so a three issue going, You're going yeah. to get an answer quick. Like there's, this, there's nothing being dragged out here. By the way, is it just me or is this clearly like an amalgam of Barbara Gordon and Gail Simone? <laughs> I can see that. I, I'm just wondering. I just, I, I mean, like there's a lot of Gail in that face there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know. I think that you still need to read this. Okay. I think you need to, especially because there's only three issues. I, I'm on board. Uh, this image, I mean, you can't really go wrong. I just think it's great. I think it's great that you came on board with 8 Billion Genies. You're like, I've never read something like this before. I'm like, yeah, it's Charles Soule. It's fucking amazing. And now you pick up the closet, and you're like, oh, I've never, this is really good. Who is it? I'm like, it's James Tinian's voice. Oh, I don't think I've ever read James Tinian's voice. Yeah, he's fucking amazing. Listen to Rick. Interesting <laughs> side note. Interesting side note of these six... Six books up for Eisner Awards. Six books. The read pile properly predicted three of them. Stray Dogs, Supergirl, and uh, 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 Many Deaths of Layla Star. Snap. Snap, snap, snap. Yeah, I told you my, my pick of the year. Was Super, uh, Supergirl, yeah. yeah. And what was my pick of the year? Many Deaths of Layla yeah. Star, yeah. And Stray Dogs is pretty... And straight up, straight up, straight up. We we actually did a whole separate episode for, for Stray Dogs because Stray Dogs was like our like unified pick of the year. Like it was the best book we read all year. Period. Period. Oh, are you saying we're right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that read pile, Ella Strange. And now we begin with my read pile, and it's a Batman annual, and that's the end of that. Uh, 
It, it, look, I don't. I'm not being flippant. It's a perfectly fine issue. I, I bought it because it's part of the collection. This could be easily forgotten. Have it's nothing a, it, to do with the ongoing story. Well, don't forget, I'm not really reading the ongoing story right now because I I missed an issue and it, I found out when Joshua Williamson was only doing like a six issue run. I I didn't really care. It. I I freely admit to being, we'll say somewhere on the spectrum. So I easily get turned off by things. I easily like find reasons to not like something even though there's no reason for me not to I famously wouldn't watch like all the big movies that everyone kept saying was great because I didn't want to be part of the in group I guess I'm you know kind of a contrarian that way so when I picked up this issue of Batman that featured Ghostmaker and uh, Clown Hunter and I was like ah alright and I wanted to just thumb through it and ignore it but the art is spectacular and, and the writing's really good the problem is that it focuses on Batman Inc and I always hated Batman Inc. Uh, back when Grant Morrison created Batman Inc., I I never liked the idea of Batman franchising out all of the other Batman around the world because the idea is like, and they, they harp on this a lot in this issue, is if Batman is so great, why does he spend all this time only in Gotham? Shouldn't he be saving other cities and letting Gotham fend for itself? And his point is like, no, you have to always be there because you have to be a presence and blah, 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 blah. And that's why there's Batman Inc. And you got like the Batman of Mexico and the Batman of Japan and, and, and India and all this other great stuff. I don't care. This was a perfectly fine read. There was nothing specifically wrong with it. I did not feel like it was a bad buy at $6. It is a lot of comic book for $6. You get a ton of story. Some cool images with Ghostmaker. And you get to find out why Ghostmaker is taking over Batman Inc. And maybe Ghostmaker is going to get his own ongoing out of this. I don't know. Moving on. The final issue of We Have Demons. Now, this is this is awesome. Uh, you know, give evil the finger. Always great. But this is really great. It was by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Of course, it was a uh, digital first. Uh, actually, not the last issue. The last issue of this book. So we may get more issues of We Have Demons. I'm not sure... I don't follow the digital version. I just like the fact that it's hard, uh, a, a tactile version. I could follow it. We're just not really big into digital comics. We have no particular problem with digital comics, but we just prefer them to be tactile. Now, this is also a $5.99 comic, and it was two or three issues wrapped up in here. And, you know, Greg Capullo's art is so fucking awesome. I miss this team so much. And I, I swear to you, I swear to you, that Gus is Greg Capullo in demon form. He just, I, he has to be. That had to be the inspiration for who Gus is. And I will not, I will never cease to believe that. But this was a very fun uh, a story about demon folk and god folk and how most humans have some horn in them. And that means that we're all a little evil. But if we all have a little horn in us over the years of people, you know, drinking in the horn and eating horn, then we must all have a little halo in us too. And it's, it's about family, it's about the family that you make, it's about the bond between uh, parents and children and friends and the friends we choose. It's a great story, and it's gruesome as hell. And it's, 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 it's the, the Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo horror, like, mm, it's so good. Um, I don't know what else to say. I really enjoyed We Have Demons. I wish it was a uh, print-first book, but I understand that we may be going that direction permanently, that print comics are probably going to get rarer and rarer as we continue on. And there's nothing particularly wrong with that. It just... 
I don't know. It hurts that I couldn't get it in print form first. But that's me, and I'm 40. So maybe my opinion shouldn't matter as much. <laughs> it's true. I don't know. What, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Nice House on the uh, Nice House on the Lake, book nine of twelve, or is it book nine of ten? Not, it might be nine of ten. I'm sorry. I thought it was twelve, but maybe I'm wrong. Either way, we are hitting the fucking pedal. And what's really interesting is at the start of the beginning of uh, the start of every issue of Nice uh, the Nice House on the Lake, we always get this weird like kind of flash sideways of the world. It's always in red and there's fire and death and things like that. But we're never really sure where we are in the timeline. This is one of the few times that we get we get real truth that the world outside wherever these red images are, wherever the book starts is is the actual world. And it looks like, remember, the very beginning of issue one, we found out that the world was destroyed by um, some aliens, we'll say. We don't really know what they are. They're like ghost aliens. But was it really destroyed? Was it not really destroyed? We don't know. In this issue, we are, we are, hitting, we are hitting maximum warp. We are, we are ski-balling towards the finale. So I'm pretty sure it's book nine of ten. And I am here for it. There is a lot going on. There is a ton of big, giant reveals happening. Everyone is sort of gearing up to, to face off against their captor. And we're trying to learn more about... Um, what's his name? Oh, God, I forget his name. Walter. We're, we're learning more about Walter and who he is and what he wants out of all of us. And the mind wipe stuff. You know, remember how I said it, 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 it's feeling very reminiscent to The Good Place because they keep getting their mind wiped and having to restart everything? Walter is coming to terms with the reality that he he might have lost control of the situation here and everyone is going to hate him. He killed the planet. How do you get around that? And he's like explaining to the one person he didn't mind why because he needed somebody to talk to about it. Like, well, what if I like change my shape and I come into something else entirely? And she goes, then they'll just try and kill you because you're an outsider trying to be in this group. Everybody in the house is either... Um, uh, had enough of being in the house or they don't know that they've already had their minds wiped. There's also a mole now trying to let everyone know that you did have your minds wiped and Walter can't be trusted and things like that. There's just so much going on. It really feels like this is the penultimate issue. Now don't get me wrong. If I am if I am mistaken and it's actually 12 issues and not 10 I am here for all three more issues. Give, give me more. Yeah. Each issue did feel like we were chugging along but we weren't really getting a but lot. this one's like, oh, okay, this, here, I got a lot to give you. Yeah, yeah, like, you, you, so you're just sort of moving along, moving along, and then you hit, like, if you're on the roller coaster of, of rides, you hit, like, the magnet center, and it shoots you far, so you're just like, wow, this is fun, hey, and you start to slow down a little bit, and you think the ride's almost over, but then you look up, and you realize there's a whole lot more track, and then you hit that magnet, and you start flying again, that's what this book was was I'm sitting here, I'm having a good time, I'm reading nice houses, whoa, and that's just what happened. Not quite my pick of the week, though. But what is it? So you know issue four of a comic is a big deal. It is. In fact, someone might say that it's the most important issue of the series. I do. That, that, that was the joke. Mm -hmm. Is that you say that? Me? Yes. Okay. Specifically. It is... Little Monsters from Jeff Lemire and uh, Dustin Wynn. It is issue four. Oh. How do I review this without spoilers? 
All right, we know that the little monsters are vampires. Where on issue four, I can give that away. The little monsters specifically are kids that this one vampire that they keep referring to as they, as they and them. And I don't know if that means that it's a group or if that the monster that created them is non-binary. I'm not 100% on that yet mm -hmm. because we haven't really had that, that defined. We've seen at least the monster, the, the, the original vampire, if you will, once, but I'm not entirely sure. You haven't really met a character right, yet. Right, right. The first four That's issues simple. take place essentially over one night so far. Maybe two if I'm, if I'm a little wrong. But the, we meet these twins who uh, they start their lives in a very tough spot. Their parent, it's the 30s, it's the Dust Bowl. They're looking for work, even little kids, as little kids are trying to find work. They're talking about how they're grown men now. I think they're like 10 years old. But in the 30s, that was a thing. And we find another one of these, what we, we assume are the vampires, maybe, that turned them. Like, we're never really given... 100% clarity, but they meet a nice person who says, don't worry, you're never going to be hungry again, I'll take care of you. And it always happens this way, no matter what's going on. The next time we see them, we find them uh, feasting on one of the last humans that they've discovered is still alive. Apparently this is a post-apocalyptic world where only these vampires exist, and they haven't seen humans ever, but now they've discovered humans, and they're tasting them, and they realize that human blood is, well, it's just fantastic. It's the best. We get some amazing moments from uh, Dustin Wynn's art. Like, look at how beautiful this is. The black and white of the nighttime with the, the blood red shots being so incredible. It's, it is such a great issue, and it's we learn so much about everything. But as the story is explained to us, this is a story about change. It's a story about accepting the world we live in. And when it comes to change, change is a weird thing. You have to sort of embrace change. The vampires meet a encampment. It goes about as, uh, of actual humans, and this goes about as well as you would imagine. But humans are not so unresourceful. Huh. And the issue ends with an insane last page. Wow. Right? That's... Right? So you've got these kids who are also vampires, who may be hundreds of years old but have not aged, because that's the vampire lore we're working on here, um, where they don't age. So they they look like children, and they act like children, and they are children. Mentally or not. Yeah, mentally. Well, mentally they're kids. They're, they, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. okay. So but they've okay. existed for hundreds of years, and they're, they're just famished, because they've been sustaining themselves off rats and birds for their entire lives. Mm -hmm. And vampires eat people. That's their main food source. So now they're, you know, they're blood rage. They, they don't really know what they're doing is wrong because they've never eaten people before. They don't know that maybe you shouldn't eat people. Maybe you should. I don't know. Who am I to say whether or not you should eat people? I hear long pig is delicious. At any rate, it is such a powerful story. Like, who are the villains here? Who are the heroes? We don't know yet. It's issue four, and you've just, you just sort of see what has been working for who knows how long since the world ended is no longer working anymore bad shit is happening and it's it's beautifully written and gorgeously drawn and i cannot recommend little monsters enough i keep mentioning it over and over again get on board little monsters before it gets picked up and becomes the next big tv show uh and and the issues start jumping like hotcakes just trust me on this it is too good of a story not to get picked up i guarantee it so 
that about wraps things up for this week's episode of The Read Pile. Uh, our picks of the week are Elder Strange. You had uh, The Closet, issue one from Image Comics, and I had Little Monsters, issue four. We both had, uh, well, smaller read piles this week. We also had books that you could not afford to miss whatsoever, and that's the best part about doing reviews. Um, we hit every nail on the head. Happy Pride, of course. Anything else? Yeah. All right. Let's wrap up with, of course, want to say thank you to our friends, the Space Bastards, Mad Cave Comics, our sister show, The IndieCast, which is up and running. We've got new shows on the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network, the WNRN, at the WNRN. Uh, make sure you check in with our sister programs and like and subscribe to those stores. Uh, stories. Pardon me. We have Haven for Heroes, Eric Palicki, AJ Schumacher, all of our friends. Thank you so much. If you have a digital comic or if you have a new book that you would like for us to review, I always ask you to please go ahead and send it to me. You got stickers, you got fun stuff you want to put on our wall. I want your swag, and I want you to want me to have your swag. I want you. I want you to want me. Until next week, I am the Sussman, Rick Sussman, joined as always by the original Angry Nerd Girl herself. We will be back next week with more Pride shirts, more fun stories, more people making their monkey asses famous in the immortal words of The Undertaker. That's what he said. Mm. Anyway. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. All right. All right. In that case, say goodbye, Elle. Thank you for listening, audio only.